You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 11. In this episode, I'm speaking to Susie Ashworth about her transition from a calm birth coach to a mindset and miracles coach. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, uplevel your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Susie Ashworth, Mindset and Miracles Coach, Hay House author and TEDx speaker, and founder of the Calm Birth School. Susie helps women create business that light them up from the inside out, where she helps them commit to stepping up into their limitless potential. You can connect with Susie and get access to free training and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com slash 11. I am so excited to be here with Susie Ashworth, the wonderful camp birth educator and a mindset and miracle coach. And uh, we got to know each other. Well, it's been a while. I think it's is it we were, a year. Yeah, we were working with each other maybe just over a year ago. I was just having my baby this oh. time last year. So we were in the middle of it. <laughs> yes. So Susie uh, came to me when she was really, you know, really pregnant and just, uh, you know, very close to giving birth and wanted just a mentor for three quick months. It turned out to be longer because suddenly the baby was there. But I'm truly honored to be talking to you today, Susie. You've gone on an amazing journey and... I thank you for wanting to share that with my audience today. Thank you so much for having me. I feel really honored. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love for you to take us a little bit back because I mentioned calm birth educator and then we talk about being a mindset and a miracles coach and that's quite a big, you know, chunk and two different directions. So how did it first come about that you became a calm birth educator? So it's not unusual for people in the birthing niche to... uh, move into that as a profession from your own experience and so at the time that I became a hypnobirthing practitioner I had had two children at that point and they had been amazing home births where I'd been calm and in control and I'd felt really really positive and the experience that I had well first and then particularly second time round, my husband said to me you know what I think there's something in this and I just had essentially a pain-free birth at home where the midwife barely touched me and I just looked at him and was like do you think and so I decided on my maternity leave that I would retrain as a hypnotherapist and a psychotherapist and get my certificate my diploma for hypnobirthing and I thought I will just my background was media I'd worked in media for 12 years and I thought now is the time if I'm going to try something else let's try it now so when Coco was four weeks old I started my training and yeah I haven't looked back from there 
No, it's been an amazing journey. Yeah. And when we got to know each other just over a year ago, you were not just a compass educator. Uh, you also had started to teach the business side yeah. of it to other educators, birth educators. Yeah. How did that come about? So after getting my initial training, I quickly realized that I wanted to... I was working nights, I was working weekends, and this whole idea of work-life balance that I'd kind of gone into and wanting to make a difference, I found that I wasn't working with enough people, and when I was working with them, it completely encroached on my family time. And so I enrolled in an online marketing course, and within three weeks of starting that course, I had the idea to take what I was doing offline and bring it online. And so I created a birth school called the Calm Birth School. At the time, I enlisted a business partner. So we set it up and it was the first online video school of its kind in the world. What I realized through going through that process is not only did I love teaching women about birth and what they could, you know, how they could believe in their selves and their bodies more, but I also loved the business side of it. And what was really beautiful is that everything that I've learned in my 12 years of media and working with brands through advertising, I was then beginning to incorporate it with everything that I'd learned about online marketing, building a tribe, building a community and selling online courses. And what happened, because it was so new, is that people started noticing and pre and postnatal specialists and other people other birth educators were like oh what are you doing how are you doing it and I was like oh do you know what I'm really enjoying this let me show you and so I started just creating online trainings around how to build a business how to create a tribe how to create an engagement with your potential clients and people loved it yeah and, and, and basically, because you had such a niche, you focused the uh, being a business coach for birth educators. Yeah, I created this. This is, this is something we emphasize, you yeah. know, it's so important that you had this niche and then you can always broaden it out later on, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the products that I launched probably around six to eight months after I started offering very low cost or free trainings was called the Baby Business School. And at the time, although there probably are some uh, kind of doula schools and people who teach business to pre and postnatal specialists in the States, there was definitely nothing in the UK at that time. And so it really made sense in terms of the coaching market is incredibly saturated to be able to say that I know baby businesses. This is what I've done with my business. And this is how you know, I'm going to apply that stuff to what I teach you. People really, I think people really liked it. I started off with four people on the course. Now it's had 160 people. So it's, it's, it's been great. But it was, yeah, it was exciting starting that. I really loved it. And I still run it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you still run yeah. it. So you, you have these two businesses. On one hand, uh, Calm Birth School. Mm -hmm still online yeah. and then uh, the business side of it but i have seen of course as as we've known each other for over i guess 15 months or so yeah. your business at the baby business school you have transitioned again yeah. to being a more for a broader audience yeah. a business coach but not just any kind of business coach so explain how did this transition happen from the baby business school 
to the business coach that you call yourself today? Yeah, I should say that the Calm Birth School isn't just online anymore. There's been a book and there's now instructors teaching the method all over the UK. So that's grown as well hugely over the last 12 months. In answer to your question, I always had called myself a mindset and marketing mentor. I have been into the personal development world and have a really keen understanding of the importance of mindset. I've been studying it for the last 20 odd years. And I absolutely knew that the biggest thing that would stop or that prevents anybody from taking the next step or stops them from uh, up-leveling or even taking the first step is what's going on between their ears. Most of the people that I work with are incredibly smart, intelligent, confident women when it comes to understanding that the information that they've got and the knowledge they want to share is amazing, but putting themselves out there and enrolling clients and saying to people, I'm really bloody good at what I do, that's the thing that they find difficult. And that's the mindset piece. And so I always knew that if you were going to succeed in creating a successful business, that it wasn't just the action that you had to take. It was also the emotional and the psychological barriers that you would have to overcome in order to get out there. And so I'd always called myself a mindset and marketing mentor. How that has shifted particularly over the last six months is that for me, it's even less about the tactics. So I'm a bit like you, Zygrun. I am, well, not as, not as extreme as you, but I'm quite nerdy. I love the marketing side of things. I want to get in and understand all of the technical and tactical pieces. But what I've seen between my most successful clients and then the women who find it more difficult to get traction is that too many people are focused on the external stuff and really trying to nail those tactics. They want to have the 10-step funnel. They want to understand the upsells, the downsells. They want to get into, they're looking for the silver bullet and it's all the stuff that's on the outside. And that stuff is important, but it's kind of like 10, 15% important. And what lights me up and what feels most exciting is to really facilitate the massive mind shift that it takes for women to just step into and up into their limitless potential. And so now I'm not even a mindset and marketing mentor. I'm a mind shift and miracle mentor. I help women take massive mind shifts so that they can create miracles in their businesses and it's the stuff that they do in their business that allows them to live a life that lights them up from the inside out. And that's what's really exciting to me. And we know this that are a little bit further in business, how mindset is the key to everything. But the trouble is when you're starting out, you tend to focus on the external things. And the question is, when do you make that shift? How long do you wait to make that shift? So... You probably made that shift in your mind yourself and then at some point your clients do. But do you think there was a, 
a particular moment where you realize this, even if you have been in personal development for years, like myself, there might be a special moment in your own career when you realize it's all about mindset. I think that my understanding of it being all about mindset started way before I got into business. And that's what has allowed me to grow what will hopefully we're on target for this year to be multiple six figure business in three years. And this kind of started way back when I was around 20 years old. And I was fortunate enough to be living in Amsterdam with a friend of mine who was reading all of the Law of Attraction books, the Celestine Prophecy, all of of the Hay House books. And she one day broke her mobile phone and she was saying, you know, I really need a mobile phone. I really need a mobile phone. I really need a mobile phone. And within two days, she came back with a mobile phone that somebody had gifted her in the coffee shop that she didn't know. And for me, when she was saying, I really need a mobile phone, it wasn't a wish. It was an intention that somebody, a mobile phone would come to her. It wasn't that she just, you know, it wasn't a hope. It was a very clear intention. And when she manifested this phone within two days, I thought, oh, it was like I saw, I just saw her as this magical human being. I was just, I was intrigued. I was curious. I thought she was amazing. And I watched her manifest and create stuff intentionally like that for months. And it was at that point that I realized that I was the creator of my own reality. And whilst I wasn't intentional about it for a very long time, it was definitely then that I knew that it was possible to create something out of nothing. So true. So true. And last year, two big things happened while we were... (laughs) you know, working together. On one hand, you did a TEDx talk and you got offered to be a Hay House author. Wow, these are the two things that most coaches dream of and they kind of happen to you. What did you do to attract these two things into your life and business? Well, I've written that I was a TEDx speaker. That was on my vision board for the whole of the year before. And as a Hay House author, I just played around with that in my mind. If there was going to be a publisher that I wanted to be affiliated with, of course it would be Hay House because their books have been so influential to me. But with both of those things, interestingly enough, I thought about them, I set the intention for them, and then I let them go. And what I did do is I thought about different speaking opportunities, and I made, I kind of had a top five list. I wanted to have five speaking opportunities. So whilst I didn't focus on TEDx, I did think about speaking and I did think about where could I do and what could I do to create these opportunities for myself. And I think lots of people ask me about how you become an author with Hay House. And I became an author with Hay House because I took the step to self-publish myself. And I just think that for so many people, we're waiting, we're waiting for it to happen, we're waiting for it to happen. Set the intention and then start taking the steps as if it's already happened, you know, and I think that that is so important. I think that when people talk about the law of attraction and manifesting and things, we get it twisted in the fact that we think if we just think about it for long enough and hard enough and desire it enough that it's just going to fall into our laps. 
you have to take aligned, inspired action. And that action should be consistent, daily stuff that is in alignment with the highest vision that you have for yourself. So if I'm an international best-selling author, what am I doing? Well, I'm writing every day, you know, whether that is on social media posts, blog posts or newsletters. I'm writing every single day if that's if that's what I am. If I'm a paid speaker who gets paid thousands to speak, what am I doing? I'm speaking every day. I'm on Facebook. I'm doing my vlogs. I'm doing as many podcasts, as many opportunities as I can to speak and get my voice heard. That's what an international speaker gets paid thousands of dollars doing. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your TEDx talk because uh, that was a little bit special one. You talked about Snapchat and babies. How did that come about? Uh, that's, I <laughs> you mean, know. this was, again, this was one of those beautiful synchronicities that happen when you put the intention out there and you don't hold on to it so much. But I was, I, as I said, I'd already decided that I wanted to do a TEDx talk and I was just, I noticed one day a person I used to work with had posted something on a TEDx page and I was like, oh, do you know this person? I'd love to do a talk. And she was like, I'm responsible for the social media, but this is the person that you need to get in contact with. So I contacted him. He invited me to pitch and I pitched and he came back and he said, no, that's not good enough. And I went, Oh, okay. And so then I went back, I revised my pitch and I went back with Snapchat and babies. And the reason it hadn't worked for everybody who is wanting to pitch for a TEDx talk is that the first time it was, I was covertly talking about myself. And TEDx is all about big ideas. They don't want to hear about you as a business coach or, and they definitely don't want to hear about anything remotely woo-woo. TEDx people, <laughs> it's technology, it's education, it's, you know, it's factual, interesting, big ideas. And so I would totally, I ripped it up and started again and I went back and he loved it. And it was the first time I'd really stepped on a big stage like that. And I incorporated the fact that I was eight and a half months pregnant. And I kind of jested that I was about to give birth on stage. And I was inviting everybody to get their phones out so they could Snapchat me live. And it went down <laughs> really, really well. It was an amazing experience. And obviously, it's a great thing to be able to add to my CV. Yes. Perfect. And then shortly after that, or around that same time, Hay House reaches out to you. You had, how long had your book been out self-published? And uh, what do you think has piqued their interest to contact you? It's been out about seven months. I, I found out afterwards, they've been looking for a book on hypnobirthing to be published. So again, it was divine synchronicity. The way that I launched it was a typical Amazon launch. So I launched it for free for five days. And I promoted it using Facebook and then I put, took the price up to like 99p. So I managed to get to number one in my sector with that launch. And the commissioning editor picked it up during my promotional period, read it, and then came to me. And you'll know, Zygmunt, when they came to me, I kind of freaked out. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want it. 
<laughs> so you had to like coach me down from the yeah. edge which is another thing that often happens we say that we want the thing and then we get the thing and then it scares us because it means that we have to step up to that next level and having a good coach around to catch you when you're having those wobbles is hugely important because you can rationalize your way out of everything yes we are all scared of success even if we don't realize it first we're scared of failure but then we're scared of success and uh, it's good to have a sounding board in those both of these moments so the book is already out it's been out uh, for a while how has this changed your business or life oh do you know what i think the book how has it changed my business it's very nice to be able to say you're a published hay house author I think that it adds credibility and authority. I think as you expand your capacity to receive great things, every time you kind of hit a milestone, rather than it being that overwhelming, ah, it, everything feels so natural. It feels like the natural next step. So uh, having that book out is amazing. For me, what's on my mind now is when do I get my next book out? which I am already formulating. And yeah, I feel, you know, should everybody have a book? Every entrepreneur listening to this has got a story in them, is what people say. And yeah, I think that, I mean, it gets me invited to do really great things, actually. It gets me invited. It gives me a platform that I would never have had before and elevates my business from one of the many hypnobirthing programs from one of the many online hypnobirthing programs now to somebody who has a credible book with a credible author. So I think it has impacted my business in ways that I can't possibly measure, but it's there. It's it's the same everyone I've spoken to that has given a TEDx talk, even if the TEDx talk hasn't gone hugely viral. Or, or published a book, even if the book hasn't gone hugely viral either, it still has elevated to, to a new platform and it's so much easier to take the next step. And now we are curious, what is the next step for yeah, Susie? Well, I have a new program that I am launching in, uh, well, at the end of August called the Limitless Life Experience. And it's the first program that I have ever launched that is for entrepreneurs and business women who want to create a business but it is 80% focused on what you need to do to cultivate a mindset for success and how you can powerfully communicate your message in a really authentic way so it's really about dropping the barriers dropping the things that helping you feel more comfortable in your own skin being living on purpose and it's a really beautiful combination of what you need to do to stand up in business so that you can really stand up in life and yeah I'm super super excited what's next for me god it sounds a bit cheesy but I feel like it's more expansion it's more truth it's about being more honest it's about seeing how many more miracles I can create in my life you know we live a very charmed life my husband and I are talking tentatively about going location free for six months in 2018 and 
yeah, it feels very, very possible. So, yeah, more miracles, really. More miracles. You mentioned a book. Do you think there is a, a book yeah, in 2018? Absolutely. No. I don't know if it would be in 2018. I'll definitely start it. I'll definitely start it. I absolutely. I've got the title, I've got the URL. I'm really excited about having a book, and I would love for Hay House to publish it again. So, fingers crossed, they get first refusal. Fingers crossed. So now, now before we, we let you off and, and tell you where we find you online and all that juicy stuff, what will the book be about? It will be about having faith and taking action. The phrase that everybody knows me for in my community is faith plus action equals miracles. And so it's about breaking that down and what that means practically when you're living life And yeah, being a mother, business owner, sister, wife, all of the stuff, all of the hats. What does faith plus action mean in all of those facets? Sounds beautiful. We're Thank already so excited, much. Susie. <laughs> so I know where to find you online, but please tell my audience what's the best yeah, way to find you online. My website is com. You can find me on Facebook at susieashworth2 and Instagram susie underscore ashworth. They're my favorite hangout. Yes, perfect. And we'll find you all there. Susie, I really appreciate your time on the show today and wish you best of luck for your new program Thank and you so the much. new book. Through my own entrepreneurial journey and by training thousands of online entrepreneurs, I've identified seven stages of a profitable online business. You can get free access to the seven stages training videos, connect with Susie and the show notes of this episode by going to sigrun.com slash 11. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? Please share, subscribe, and give us a review on iTunes. I'll see you in the next episode.